Join me right now on Kumite TV is Australian combat sports legend John Wayne Parr. What's going on, man? Meg, uh, good morning, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to have a chat. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, let's talk about uh the past year or so. You know, you haven't been competing. You know, the last time we saw you was at uh was in Budapest. You know, at Bellator yes. Kickboxing Nine. You know, why yes. such the the long layoff? Uh, I believe it's Bellator. They they're very concentrated on the MMA. They they're actually killing it. Uh, pretty much doing a promotion every weekend. Uh, the kickboxing. I don't think it's getting the, enough attention or the ratings that it deserves. So it's hard for the the TV networks to justify airing them if they're not going to get the ratings. So so I think they've pulled right back on the kickboxing side of things and just concentrating on the MMA, uh, which sort of sucks for the guys that are doing the kickboxing. But uh, at the same time, you got to understand it's all it's all about business. And uh, if the business isn't successful, they have to keep moving on and and keep uh, entertaining the fans for what they want to see. So in Australia and overseas, kickboxing is huge. But I guess the the American fans uh, prefer the MMA I guess well with you know with that going on with Bellator did you ever think throughout the year that you know maybe I should just test myself in MMA you know you saw Raymond Daniels go in there and just do some incredible work yeah he was amazing uh I'm sort of at this the end of my career now so if I was a little bit younger for sure I wouldn't mind um uh stepping into the dark side but uh, I'm I'm 43 years old. I I just want to finish my career. I've only have maybe I uh, hopefully five more fights left in me, and I, and I just want to continue doing what I enjoy doing. Uh, because I know with one MMA fight, if if I lose to a to a choke or an armbar or something that I'm not used to, then my whole reputation is regarded in, in that one MMA fight. Ah, I told you it was never that good, or, or this and that. But if I keep competing in, in the sport that I love, and I, I'd rather lose doing something that I'm good at and then something that I'm not good at. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, definitely makes sense. You know, I never thought of it that way that if you do take one fight, it could kind of, you know, keep this memory of you as that one fight yeah. in MMA, you know, and it is a big Je risk. Jeopardize, jeopardize my whole legacy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Now, I wanted to go back to, you know, Australia, you know, the development of combat sports in that region. You know, what are your thoughts on how ha how it has developed in the past 10 years because it seems like it's back in the spotlight like or it's in the spotlight right now yeah no we've been very lucky since the late 90s we've had uh the kickboxing has been on fox sports uh once a week where the, the magazines are coming out once a month as well so you're always up to date with the the about the young kids coming up and you can watch them progress on the, on the fox sports uh and and then only in the past probably a year or so uh, Fox is no longer airing the kickboxing now because MMA and UFC are so popular that uh, it doesn't get the airtime anymore. And then the kickboxing, because of the internet and social media, they're no longer uh, publishing the, the magazine. So it's very hard for the new guys to to get their their, their face out there and their their profile out there. Uh, so it all relies on repu uh, reputation. Mm -hmm. uh, fighting exciting and have people talk about you on the social media and trying to, to pump you up your profile that way in, instead of the, the, um, the other other networks so yeah. uh, these these days you really have to, to fight hard and get the, the world talking and uh, everyone talking your name to, to expand it, it, it's, it's it's harder than uh, it was 10 years ago I believe now you know we mentioned earlier that you are signed with Bellator Bellator Kickboxing yes. 
and now you're going out to Japan, you know, for the, I believe, the 17th time. Um, how did this fight come together with Ryzen? Uh, through Scott Coker. Um, Scott Coker's been um, searching high and low, trying to keep me active. Uh, I've been emailing him constantly, trying to get something happening to keep me uh, active. Uh, like, like I said, it's been a, uh, just over a year since my last fight. Uh, and then at 43, I don't have time. I don't have much time on my side. I know I'm getting older. The gray hairs are starting to pop out through now. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, so I just want to be active. I, I want to try and have a, at least maybe five more fights. Like I said, uh, with my boxing and my motor, I'm currently on 145 fights right now. Uh, I'd love to finish on 150. And the only way to do that is to, to be active and uh, stay, stay busy and, and try and get some more names on my record so um luckily uh scott Coker emailed me said there's an opportunity to fight in japan uh and then of course i'm not going to say no i love japan japan's amazing uh the fans are awesome and uh the crowds are awesome the shows are amazing so i'm very excited to come back and hopefully um entertain once again and if i can fight exciting enough hopefully i get invited back one more time was danilo the first opponent that was offered to you or did you have someone else in mind when Ryzen, you know came up in the talks uh, I'm happy to fight anybody. Uh, it's been so long since my last fight that it doesn't matter anymore. I just want to get in back in there and, and get back to work. Uh, uh, the the gentleman that I'm I matched with this one, he he looks very strong, very aggressive. But uh, at the same time, I'm going to be training as hard as I can to make sure no shortcuts are taken. Uh, be 100% fit. Uh, trying to fight exciting, trying to fight aggressively, and trying to entertain so people want to see me back. Yeah, you're about a month and a half away from the event. You know, what aspects of the training have you started to add to better your, ready yourself for the fight? Uh, the main thing now is just just uh, getting fit. Uh, I'm already 80% there, so it's just uh, that last little bit of work just to get stronger, uh, sharper, uh, and make sure I have enough fuel in the tank to go crazy from the first round to the last round. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I really want to put in a good show this fight and uh, everyone everyone likes a stoppage I don't want to win by points I want to go out there and really dominate uh, and if I win by a knockout that, that it's definitely going to um, make my 100th win a lot more memorable yeah speaking of that you know how much has chasing that 100th win motivated you to kind of continue fighting ah no very much it, to be so close to be on the cusp is uh it's hard because, like you were saying, my last fight was in Budapest, 2018. So to have that monkey on my back and the the bid so close to a milestone, and then to have no fights, it's uh, it's been driving me crazy. So I'm so excited to get back in there and hopefully, hopefully get the win and just to have that that pressure of uh, joining the elite group of the 100 club. <laughs> yeah, the Century Club. You know, going back to Budapest. You know, when you went to the judges in that fight, were you yeah. were you super nervous? You know that you could no, be no. getting your hundredth win. What was going through uh, your I mind? Was, uh, I was hundred percent confident that I won the fight. Uh, I believe that I did enough in the first two rounds. The last round was uh, very close. Uh, it probably did, it could have gone to my opponent, could have gone to me. I'm not quite sure, but I definitely the first two rounds I thought I did enough. Uh, so when uh, when it came for the judge uh, to the referee to raise my hand, I was so excited. And then when they called the other gentleman's name out, I was like, "What?" <laughs> a little bit heartbreaking, but uh, like like everyone says, you can't live it to the judges. So I got no one else to blame but myself. 
but uh, it's more fuel for the fire for this fight coming up in Japan. I really want to uh, right or wrong and, and make sure that uh, it doesn't happen again. I, I have no no excuses. Uh, I can only rely on myself to perform to the best of my capabilities and hopefully uh, make sure that I do get the win this time. At your facility, at your gym, you know, who are some of the guys that you've been working with and will be working with to prepare for this fight? I have a young gentleman called Ben Marnie. He's just he's had about uh, 40 Muay Thai fights with me. He's just turned professional boxing, so he's I believe he's seven and zero right now, uh, and a, one of the future, uh, hopefully, champions in Australia. Uh, the way that he's going and the way that he's focused, um, so he's he's really good good rounds to spar with. Uh, I brought my friend uh, Kevin Dick from New Zealand to Australia to help hold pads with me for the next six weeks, twice a day. Um, so fitness won't be a problem, sparring won't be a problem. Uh, and then I have other, a few other gentlemen. Um, Elliot Compton is also going to be. Uh, he comes down once a week to spar me as well. So and another gentleman called Jake Lund. Uh, he's also a, an amazing prospect that's fighting for his world title in a few weeks also. So everyone seems to be fighting at the same time. So it's perfect to all help each other and and all prosper and all uh, help help Australia get on the map on the world scene. You're going to Japan, fighting in that country. You know, how is it different from any other location? You know, you fought everywhere. Budapest, you know, your last fight, Jamaica, Thailand, you know, you could just list every country yeah. basically in the world. Uh, yeah, Japan's cool. Um, it's it's such a, a unique crowd with, uh, it's so quiet. When you when you walk out there, <laughs> sometimes there's crowds of 40,000 people, yet you can still hear a pin drop. Uh, the hardest part is when you're... When you're trading, you're, you're with your opponent and you're both um, slugging it out, going toe-to-toe, and all you want to hear is a little bit of feedback from the crowd and maybe you hear a, a slight little applause and it goes back to quiet again. So you know yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird environment, but at the same time, it's the, it's the best environment at the same time. And then uh, the fans. Uh, back when I used to fight for K1, uh, the fans almost used to camp in the foyer and every time the lift door would open, everyone runs to the lift to try and get a photo or, or an graph or, or uh, a few other gentlemen they'd been presents um, oh we know you've got a, a, a young daughter here's a bag of Hello Kitty dolls and dresses and it's like whoa this is insane so uh, and also I had um, one time I was walking down the street and a, and a gentleman seen me he stopped he dropped to his knees and started crying right in front of me and then uh, I helped him up and I said oh are you okay he goes ah oh, I was coming to the hotel to see you and then here I am seeing you in the street. This is amazing. This is it was meant to be. I'm so I'm so happy. So, oh, you don't have to you don't have to cry though. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, just just a handshake will do. No no tears. Try them up. Suck them up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the level of fandom in Japan is, you know, it's it's incredible for the fighters to feel that love, you know, because sometimes yeah, you have to feel the love, you know, sometimes you go out there, you want that love. You want to know that people want to come and see you fight, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's why it's one of the, the crazy countries, the, the, the fun countries to fight in, because you know, um, yeah, you're appreciated. Win, lose, or draw. As long as you fight as hard as you can, even if you lose, but you fight hard, the, the fans still love you. They still appreciate um, the, the warrior aspect of, of fighting. As long as you don't give up, um, you, if you if you get up, even if you if you if you get knocked down and you get back up, the crowd will love you more for for showing that samurai spirit instead of um, laying on the on, on the ground and feeling sorry for yourself. If you can get up and, and keep persevering, uh, you'll never lose a fan in Japan. That's for sure. 
you're the current owner of Cage Muay Thai, right? Which is an incredible event that you've thrown before. You know, what is the status of that promotion right now? Uh, at the moment, we're just having a little bit of a break. Uh, we've done 10 shows in the past, and every single show has been absolutely so exciting. Uh, just the little MMA glove has completely changed the game in Muay Thai because one one little mistake, and all of a sudden you're, you're either knocked out or knocked down or, or just pain. Uh, and then inside the cage is a different environment as well compared to a ring. It just feels like everything's enclosed. It, it feels more like a coliseum than it does for a, the ring does. is is um, more of a, a locked in. Once the cage door closes, you, it's just you, the opponent, and the referee. So it definitely adds a different environment, but uh, definitely exciting. It's so exciting. I, I've, I've, uh, out of the 10 promotions that we've done, I fought in eight of them, and then every single one of them has been, um, yeah, just a different, different level of just crazy. But at the same time, absolutely love it. Um, and the hardest thing about being the, the promoter and the main event is there's, there's so much work and there's so much stress. And then sometimes you might you might make a profit. Sometimes the, if you don't get enough people in the door, you, you're chasing your tail, and uh, you might have to take out a little bit of money from the house to to pay the bills because you don't want to be that guy that not pay the bills. You don't want to have that reputation, so it's it's not easy. It's uh, yeah. promoting. I, I I give all the um, credit to to Ryzen and Bellator and all those promotions that are successful because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to make the event a success. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's much easier to be the fighter, rock up, fight, compete, get paid, go home. Whereas uh, when you're the promoter, then you're the just yeah, lots of lots of nights just um, sitting in front of the computer trying to make sure there's no loose ends and um, making sure everyone's happy. Yeah, definitely. Um, now there was a documentary released in 2011 about your life blessed yes. with venom. You know, it was it was it was epic. The next step, I would believe, is a biopic. You know, if yeah. they would make one, if they're gonna film one, you know, who plays you? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. He, okay. He's, he's got he, he's got the cute Aussie accent. Uh, we've almost got the same body body type, <laughs> except for he's about forty kilos heavier than me. Uh, and plus, uh, I, I I talked to Chris a, a fair bit on the private message, and uh, he's he's a really cool guy. He's so cool. He's a big fight fan. He's also uh, uh, trains in martial arts also besides his weights, uh, and got to keep it Australian as well. Okay, keep it keep it in the country. What which accomplishments and uh, fights would you highlight in that movie if you could control what is being you know made? Ooh. Uh definitely the the Thailand. Um, I've been so lucky to to be the first Australian to fight at the famous Lumpini Stadium to, to fight on the King's birthday so many times, uh, and just to, to get the respect from the Thais. Going to going at, going to Thailand as a Westerner, um, you look down upon uh, as if you're a you're almost intruding on their sport, but when you go in there and then you you win, uh, forget the 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 respect. It's um yeah, it's so worthwhile and so fulfilling that you you've you've stood out from the the, the tens of thousands of other westerns that come there before and to lost and been embarrassed and and to go out there and and to win. I've been lucky to win two world titles in Bangkok, and um yeah, they out of my ten world titles, my two in Bangkok are, are definitely the most precious to me because uh I, I did it the hard way you know you got a lot of mma guys coming through your facility training with you you know big names you know up-and-comers prospects 
right now the biggest fight people consider the biggest fight in Australasia history will happen at UFC 243. Are you following that? Oh, for sure. I was only talking to my friend Kevin uh, yesterday, uh, wondering if we're going to fly down for it. Uh, it'll be such a historical moment. Um, I'm friends of, of both Robert Whitaker and Israel, so it's a, it's a tough one. I'm definitely on the fence. I, uh, both guys are amazing, and both guys are just really cool guys as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very intriguing uh, competition. Uh, Robert Whitaker is um, he's 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 no nonsense. He gets the business done. He's very aggressive. Whereas Starbender, he's just a different class and crazy. You know, never know what to expect. And he and he's so good and so unpredictable and so um, unorthodox. So that's what makes the fight so so exciting. Um, I really can't wait for that one. I'm really looking forward to it. And hopefully, I'll be in the crowd for it. That'd be really cool to watch live. Well, you know, you get to compete August 18th, Ryzen 18, Nagoya, Japan. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Parr, for your time, and uh, it hey. was an honor speaking with you. Hey, no problem. It's absolutely a pleasure. And then uh, anytime, uh, hit us up. I'd love to chat more.